0: 21st Century Enrollment Management. I'm your host Paul Bolton and I've already um, put out the two-year to four-year part one and definitely listen to that if you have not and we're talking about the community college that students transfer student moving from the community college into the four-year university and some of the barriers and things that are currently existing right now uh, today in your enrollment offices. So we're going to go straight into part two and part one Download it, check it out. Uh, one of the things I've thrown out all, already is just the cost as a barrier. Yes, it is a barrier, but it's one that we've identified, I think, with a lot um, that has to do with higher ed and then outside of just higher ed, in life in general. <clears throat> so I didn't want to spend too much time just going on in cost. But really, there are other barriers that even if cost was erased, They're still going to be there to make the transition a difficult one. So, what do all transfer students have in common? So we pause. So we pause this right now and and give you. But you all know. So pause or whatever. But think about it. What do they all have in common? They all have credits. They all. That's what they have, right? That's why they're transfer students. They, they, they're in there taking those credits and they're bringing them to your front doorstep and saying. I'm ready to move into the four year, and and or it's just you know we're not gonna go into it in here, but also just a four year to four year, just a transfer process in general. And really, some of these things that we're discussing, they're not just gonna assist the community college students transferring in, but students transferring um, just from four year to four year. Um, so this can go a long way, and I hope that we can provide some uh, just. My goal is to really provide some solution-driven ideas and movement that we can take back to our offices and begin these conversations. Yes, they can start in the enrollment office, but they are also going to have to bring others outside of your office right now, and these can't exist in a vacuum because it's going to take everybody um, and buy-in to really alleviate some of these barriers. And, And to tell you the truth, some don't even know that these exist or they know they exist but maybe think it's being taken care of or there's steps being made forward or really didn't know that that was actually a thing and this is actually going on because we're all so busy wearing many hats doing many different uh, things on the behalf of the student and our offices and you know just everything that goes on with life in general everyone's busy everyone's busy but our goal is the student success and the outcomes for those students. So, going straight in, two-year to four-year, let's talk about another barrier. Most of the students, your transfer students, since they have those credits, they're not aware of which credits will transfer until they've kind of gone through that enrollment cycle. That's when they become aware. So, again, I want to keep these episodes short and solution-driven and, and then move on to another. But in this episode, in part two, they're, they're unaware. So when are they actually finding out? I look at the two-year landscape. So they are, they're coming in and, in the fall, and they're leaving in the spring after two years. Some might try to, to leave earlier. But when they're doing that, and they're moving into your four-year university... Let's look at it. Let's leave some human um, relation skills here and look at it. Put yourself in the the position of the student. They are going through an enrollment cycle. They've taken courses and now they're they're ready to to get that other two years. And they find out, you know, whether it's and I don't know what your all's uh, you know at the, the enrollment cycle is like or deadlines that you have at your university, but. They come in, they've done all their paperwork uh, online or on campus, however you have that situated, and then everything's evaluated, and they're either admitted or denied. All right, they're admitted. Great, success. Let's move forward. Now they're admitted, and now they're going to find out how their credits are going to transfer into your university. And when they find out, granted they've already been admitted, now they're going to find out what? What that pathway is going to look like academically and then yes also financially how much do time do I have left and how much is it going to cost the two main questions of our transfer students cost time and they go together because the time is going to equal the cost so time left is essentially just how many classes left do I have to take for this degree Well, there's some things that are going to happen there. One, they're going to be given an evaluation report. And if they don't like it, one of the things that they don't probably know is, hey, is there even an appeal to this? Can I appeal? So do we have the proper um, channels of communication in place to um, explain to a student how that would work? And again, let's also think about when these students are sometimes doing this. It could be after the graduation period of their community college and then... You know, past spring into the summer, and they're looking to make that transition. Some even might think it's too late. They come into that process. They're not really aware, and then they find out. Uh, so they get the good news of admittance, and then they could get the potential good news that everything's looking great, and you're going to start in the fall, and you'll graduate out here in two years or even sooner, or what happens many of the times. Okay, based on this evaluation, you're going to look at that. The student's looking at that, but you know, put yourself in the student's shoes right now. And they're going to say, well, I've taken some of these classes, right? So what kind of flexibility do we have in that transition? There could be some minor variances between um, the curriculum at a a two-year to a four-year, but we're not going to take that course um, and have it transfer into our university, right? We're not going to do that. Um, We'd like you to take that here. That happens. I just said that like it's a question. I'm making it as a statement. That happens. That happens, and it's unfortunate because taking, you know, if you, you know, this course, sprinkling maybe one or two others, um, right then you're almost at, you know, that full time. You, you're at, you almost at a semester's worth of, of classes that you're going to have to retake. You know, that boom. There you go. I don't know if I'm going to move forward with this. That there's, I have to make some decisions. So that's one. Now, what we're thinking, move ourselves out of the student's shoes and into ours, is we're thinking, I wish we would have had this discussion earlier. I wish we could have gone back a semester or reached you before this. And the thing is, we can. We can. But at that time, it's a, it's a reactive type of a, um, thought. And we're thinking, I wish I could have reached it earlier. And the, again, we could have. We could have because that process, um, and we can enhance that process by changing the way we, kind of, we view it and then realizing that, that we, can, we can make this better. And we can keep these types of things from happening. Because students are unaware. And then there's not much flexibility when they become aware. And then there's also a lack of knowledge of a student on how to appeal at that time, because they're new to your university, anyways, they they don't even know how to log into their student portal, much less actually appeal um, a credit evaluation. So there's some that's, that's 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 real talk. So we have to make this. Uh, it has to be clear. It has to be clear. We need to offer more transparency in how the pathway works from the community college in your area into your four year university whether it's public or private so there's some things that we can begin doing and that's why the conversation also has to happen just outside of the enrollment office because there has to be other others involved um, that that there has to be others involved to uh, to to make change um, start to occur and to make that transition for the student a lot uh, just a better overall experience so there's a few things that we can do that you can begin doing now and that's the goal of this show That's why I want it short to the point solution driven begin thinking about what some of those you know this barrier and and what what can we do so students are unaware what credits are going to actually transfer until post enrollment so how, what do we do well what we need what we need to do is make sure they understand how this works before and that's why I really had, if, if the opportunity to transition in from your community college to your university is there, then working with the academic advising um, crew over at the community college and making sure there's a good partnership there so that they know too, so they can properly advise those students, but also some assistance to, it, to know who some of those students are and begin to you know, invite them to learn about that process but being not just present, but engaged at the community college. So now we're going to have some discussions on. Okay, so we need to, let's first identify who these students are. Now, let's make sure that, you know, we keep in touch. We keep in touch. There's a lot of different, the technology makes this easier, but we just have to make sure that we have these things in place. If you don't have the technology yet, you can always just use a spreadsheet and get these students and, and, you know, get these students together and keep track of them. What are you taking? I, I understand you want to come to said university, what, okay, so what, what program, so why, why can't we provide some of those program sheets and let them know that, okay, so right now, here's the courses that you need to be taking here if you're looking to transition in, you know, and, and it's bigger than just that, making sure that just information is readily available. I know it seems very overwhelming and cumbersome to think about because you have so many students at the community college, um, it's hard but if you have a good relationship with the community college you can probably get some assistance in identifying those that have shown interest in maybe coming to your campus but more importantly what about you going to their campus and then utilizing um, social media to make students aware that hey i'm you know we're going to be on your campus today and w- what we're going to be doing is we're, you know bring your unofficial transcripts let's get I'll go ahead and get, we can go ahead and provide you what that landscape could look like, you know, or having like a workshop or something like that. <coughs> Pardon me. And it's great too, not to just invite them to your campus, but what if you did the first one at their campus, and then when you have those students and you understand who they are, inviting them to the four-year campus so they can become familiar with that territory, and then having them um, coming by for an appointment to, you know, to touch base and check up um, after the next semester and then beginning to look at can we even make admissions decisions early for some of these students. And, I, I, you know, I don't want to, you know, go down. I, I don't want to um, make this just sound like it's so easy to do. But it, it, right now we need to start thinking that way. And I know that there's, there's already things happening out there that are going to be quite beneficial for many students that your university is already doing but there's many that it's not. And the reason being sometimes is we've lowered our ceiling because we say the resources aren't there, there's way too many students um, at the community college, we don't even know if we can service those students and how would we get this all r- arranged. And and, I'm only, and then you're also thinking I'm only one person and I already have enough to do, so how would I even, I can't do that by myself. And that's where you know, that the real conversation has to happen outside of the office through leadership through faculty and staff and really saying hey are we really are we really meeting the needs of, of, that, of the, the community college students um, of the transfer student population trying to make, make their way and navigate their way in and I'm not just talking about students that I'm not just talking about the community college students the transfer students and just in general I mean think about it it's a big piece of probably your undergrad student population but there's also a big piece that's not going to be able to experience all that your university has to offer and it really could come down to three to six credit hours of a difference. And that's 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 a shame. It really could come down to three to six credit hours. Right? And at that point you're going to say, well then, you know, well I mean, uh, uh, two or three classes, I mean come on, like make it happen. If you really want it, you'll make it happen. Um, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I understand where that mindset could come from, but I'm also thinking, all right, what, what, but, but why not? Why not? Why can't, why, why does it have that have to be the barrier? You know, and yes, we like to reach the students earlier on, but what if it's going to be a problem for you to do it that way? Then I think that you need to look internally and think that since we're not going to be able to have the resources or we're not. You know, because of where we're located or the distance, lack of whatever, then that's where we have to look at. Can we start discussing some uh, a template form of an articulation agreement uh, that's going to be very easy uh, to provide the student uh, once they come in um, after enrollment to have this discussion. But also, is there some flexibility with you know identifying what are the classes that right now are causing those bottleneck and can is there flexibility, and that's where you have to go outside of the office and say these are the courses that are coming in that are you're very much a, a general studies type of course that are causing some of the um, the issues. But they have that class over at that community college, and if we're going to get engaged over there, I'd like to speak with advising and have them really you know have those students take the course. But right now, when they're they're having them take that course and they bring it over here, we're not taking it. So. What, what do we want to do here? And here's the difference. Here's the course descriptions. And sometimes it's just like, oh, I didn't know that that was a, an issue or I didn't know it was that big of an issue. Get your data together, though, and figure out what those are. And that's not, you know, that's why you have to have others involved in this. But I, I know that a lot of us have um, a little time. And it could be a special project you kind of take on yourself by after a credit evaluation is done. Um, that the enrollment and the admissions offices so the admissions office is you know and you're you're a, a an associate director or a director of admissions that we're identifying what some of these are because potentially those are students that are admitted that are not going to matriculate and we have to figure out why and sometimes when we get down the weeds of it it could come down to 369 credit hours um, that are not going to be great for the student and then what if there's a trend in those courses um, and it seems to be a lot of the same. Um, and it's not that it's, it's, it, it's, it's, okay, you have identified it. Okay, well, let's go have a conversation. And then the potential of the success of that students starting to go from the two year, two year university would increase if we can make some changes and have some more flexibility, um, in these areas. So, part two is in the books, um, you subscribe to my podcast, rate it. Let me know what you think uh, through your rating. I hope this is a beneficial conversation for you. And really, it's you know we don't. There's not one size fits all answers, but at least start having the conversation with yourself. Bring some others in it in the office, and then see who needs to be involved in that conversation outside of your office. And it definitely is a, a win win, not just for the success of your office, but why we're all here in the first place which is to bring <coughs> pardon me again those students in from the the community college the 2 year to 4 year and by some just some small changes over time and you know rolling a timeline out of you know phase 1 phase 2 phase 3 of some bottlenecks you've identified as you're you know a leader and an indirect leader on your at your university did you begin um, moving around and having those conversations, getting others involved, and thus increase the amount of students that are able to now uh, continue their education into the four-year um, and have a, a degree or career outcome uh, that is going to be uh, forever uh, change some of the trajectory of their life, and especially for those first-generation students, change uh, those that are coming behind them. So thanks for tuning in to Reboot, 21st Century Enrollment Management. Subscribe to the podcast, rate it, let me know what you think, and have a good rest of your day.